The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Our number two of a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. All proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. Still to come this hour, Sia Najad joins us to talk uh, both PGA, both some Arnold Palmer and some National Football League. Sia switched jobs, by the way, Kelly. Did he switch jobs? Well, you know him. He's just picking up jobs every uh, every other day. He's a popular guy. Yeah. Sia, who uh, comes to us from uh, Sportsline. Sp- yeah, Sportsline now. Yeah. yeah. So that's been new for him. We'll talk to him about that. Um, I have some uh, some non-sports documentary recommendations. I never get to watch anything, but on vacation I got to see a couple on Netflix. I want to throw those out there. That'll be a little later on. Uh, will Hill will join us. Yes. Always love when Will joins us. We'll talk college hoops, conference tournaments again, continuing uh, with tip-offs conference tournaments. We had, uh, again, the Atlantic Sun kick things off a couple nights ago, then the Horizon League, Patriot League, and Sun Belt yesterday. Big South, Northeast, and Ohio Valley today. Let's see if he's got some picks in college hoops and beyond, plus NBA thoughts with Will. And uh, I want to kick off the hour with uh, one of our favorites here at the network, our own Mike Pritchard. Here at VEASAN, kind enough to join us, again, proudly displaying his Colorado jersey uh, behind the right. slash. Mike, how you doing, first of all? How's it going? I'm doing fabulous, Gil. Uh, just off a of vacation myself. There man. you go. So, uh, Where'd you go? Uh, getting, uh, I went to Maui. Wow. I went to Maui. Yeah, I got some friends that live out there and uh, was able to get out there to the island and 
Um, got a lot of re relaxation, man. Uh, yeah. Maui, highly, highly on the, highly recommended on, on high up on the list. I mean, that place is incredible. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with Maui. We yes. we, we couldn't even come up with anything. I'm now taking applications for friends of mine that live in Maui. Yes. If anybody would oh, like okay. to be my friend, it lives yeah. in Maui. Let me know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's the circles you roll in, Kelly. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I haven't had a chance to talk to you, but you are you are great friends with Eric Bieniemy. So I wanted to yeah. ask you off the top. He's obviously now the assistant head coach and the offensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders. Um, have you had a chance to talk to him? To what extent can you sort of reveal like his excitement level? And, and I guess my question to you is: Do did you view this as? And this was the conclusion that I'm sure I'm not the only one that came to this, but I guess my thought is he might have thought, I don't know if he would reveal this or not, he might have thought that, you know, whenever Andy Reid stepped down, the Chiefs' job would be his. When it sort of has become apparent that Andy Reid has no intention of stepping down, did he feel like the only thing preventing him from moving on up was the fact that everybody was going to say, well, you know, we can't give you full credit as long as Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are there, so you got to go do your thing elsewhere. Is that kind of it? Uh, you, you know what? Uh, I think there's a little bit of that in there, to be honest with you, Gil. I mean, um, you know, Eric thought he would be a head coach at this point. Um, and a lot of people thought he'd be a head coach at this point, but that has not happened to date. Uh, and so he was in a contract situation last year. Uh, and so last year he went into uh, the season knowing that he had a one-year season with Kansas City. Uh, so the fact that they cap it off with a Super Bowl championship, I mean, that's everything you would want, you would want on your resume as you're looking for a head coaching job too. So uh, the head coaching jobs or the opportunities didn't materialize this season, this off season so far for Eric. And uh, I think this was the best decision for him to be uh, an assistant head coach, uh, certainly have total control over the offense uh, and to also eliminate the perception that it is all Andy Reid. The thing about Andy Reid and that offense and that system that they operate with with out there in Kansas City, it's no different than Bill Walsh uh, when he had Mike Holmgren uh, out there in San Francisco years and years ago. It's no different than when Mike Holmgren had Mariucci and then Andy Reid and then all these uh, mm -hmm. offense coordinators that became head coaches, right? Uh, Sherman. I mean, all these guys became head coaches, uh, even though you had a, a head coach that was a play caller. Uh, so Andy Reid has a similar system. Eric comes up with the game plans, Eric, uh, I mean, it's, it's a collective effort. Uh, don't get me wrong, but Eric is highly involved uh, in the game plans. And so on game day, when you see Andy Reid's calling some plays, that's true, but then Eric is also calling plays too. So I think he wants to move away from that perception uh, and, and really solidify himself as a head coaching candidate right now. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 as tried and true as, as old a story as there is in football. I mean, again, you go back to Gibbs and Washington, Dan Henning, right. Joe Bugle. It, the NFL is littered with examples of guys riding Super Bowl victories to head coaching jobs, and those excuses were not, you know, allotted to them. Let's put it that way. Right. That's a whole other subject. We'll, uh, <laughs> let, let me just ask you about Washington football okay. to begin with. They seem really intent on, we have no interest in trading up. Maybe they're too far down in the draft to, to trade up and, and realistically get one of the four quarterbacks. I mean, they probably could if they were incentivized to do so, mm -hmm. but they don't appear to be. They appear to think that Sam Howell is their guy. Are you a little more concerned uh, than they appear to be with that? You know what? At this point, it's so early in the process, right? Uh, we, we're just approaching a combine and, 
there's a long way to go from an evaluation standpoint. Eric's trying to evaluate uh, the personnel that he currently has. And, you know, Sam Howe, I, I think uh, Rivera mentioned that Howe is QB1, but he's not, you know, he's not cemented as a starter. He's still going to go out there and prove himself, which uh, that should be the case. But uh, I, I would think that Washington is in the market for a quarterback. Now, w will that be in the first round? Who knows? Um, uh, you, you mentioned them. They're right around 16, right? Yeah. So 16 in the middle. Yeah. In the middle of the draft. I mean, that's no man's land, really, when mm -hmm. there's a lot of teams coveting for quarterbacks right now. But in the second round, I mean, I could see Washington being a player or even trading down uh, in that first round, acquire picks and still get a quarterback. So uh, I, I don't think it's a dire need at this point. Uh, still, a lot of discovery needs to happen. Uh, and confirmation. And that's, so that's why you have to conf, uh, the combine process in the first place. Uh, and then you get into pro day too. So uh, it, there's a long road to go. Uh, speculation all over the place. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't see Washington reaching though uh, when they do have uh, uh, desires to upgrade that roster in other areas. All right. So uh, let me ask Mike, let me ask you to put on the GM hat here. Okay. Because those of us uh, who bet on the NFL draft and all of us do. And it's, <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. If, if you're, let's say it's the Houston Texans, let's say Houston ends up with the number one pick. Let's say they move up from two to one because they don't want anybody else trading up to one. And they decide, okay, we're, we need that. We need to do that. And we're going to draft our quarterback. If you're the GM of the Houston Texans or whatever team ends up with the first shot at a quarterback, does Bryce Young's height concern you? Or have you seen enough where you're like, it doesn't matter to me. That's the guy I'm taking as the first quarterback drafted in the NFL draft. It really is an interesting question. Um, I, first of all, I've been doing a lot of work on Bobby Slowick, uh, the offensive coordinator. Uh, and that we, we've had this discussion before, Gil, about that quality control mm -hmm. position and how that accelerates you to a head coaching situation. Uh, and, and Slowick is one of those guys that has been a defensive quality control guy now. Now he's an offensive coordinator. But anyway, getting back <laughs> to your question, um, when it comes to drafting Bryce Young, I, absolutely it matters. I mean, there's a mental toughness aspect of this game. And in fact, I think uh, you can skew it as high as 70% uh, that you have to have that type of mental toughness, that mindset that perseveres and, and gets you through, overcomes adversity, all the cliches uh, that we know about. The physical part of it, too, is in the mix. The thing about Bryce Young, to me, uh, it's not so much his height, it's his weight. Tua gained weight, got hurt. Uh, Lamar Jackson gained weight this season, got hurt. Kyler Murray gained weight, got hurt. Russell Wilson uh, got hurt eventually. I mean, the thing about Bryce Young, I think he can overcome his height deficiencies, but that physical toughness uh, and, and the fact that he's such a slight frame, uh, that would concern me, uh, you know, in terms of drafting a franchise quarterback or, or uh, you know, implying that this guy is going to play with our, with our team for 10 years, right? I, I can't definitively get to that conclusion with Bryce yet. Uh, now I can look at his frame. I can look at the evaluation at the combine and, and the measurables and all that and, and project what type of frame he's going to have, you know, three, four, five years from now. But the fact that he could get hurt, uh, I, I think those chances increase uh, as he comes into the league one with the banged up shoulder two at Alabama. Right. Uh, and then on top of that, he's going to have some work to do to bulk up that frame to endure uh, that physical punishment that he's going to have on game day. Yeah, it's not it's not an easy choice. Who who do you it's end not. up who do you end up drafting if it's you? Who do you draft? Right. Well, Slowick is a was a, is a West Coast guy, right? West Coast offensive guy, and 
Um, I, I think, you know, C.J. Stroud is a pocket passer. You want to win the game from the pocket. Uh, Will Levis is a pocket passer. I could see them going after Levis, to be honest with you. Wow. Uh, a big, burly type of quarterback, a pocket guy, if they trade down, right? I mean, uh, and, you know, the, the, the thing about Houston is they have so many uh, missing pieces, too. Right. Uh, and, you know, the reach on a quarterback is one thing. You'd be able to trade down and still get a quarterback uh, is good business to me. So uh, I, I think this draft board could be all over the place. I think Indy, too, uh, is the key to the draft. Um, the rumors are out there that some team wants to move up to number one. Um, you got Steichen, who just coached Jalen Hurts. And, you know, if you want to go after Bryce Young, I mean, I, I think that's what that's what Indy should do. Uh, so to me, the Colts are the key to the draft in terms of when that run on quarterbacks is actually going to happen. Let me just project forward to next year for a second. The tick because we'll have a minute left here. The team from your vantage point that not a lot of people are thinking about. We just had a season where Kansas City beats the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Uh, right. we, we formed our thoughts on all the teams over a full season. What's the team that not a lot of people are thinking about that you actually think is under the radar set up to be a playoff team next year? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, I don't know if it's under the radar or if it's cautiously optimistic about the Broncos. I mean, uh, I thought the Broncos were overrated last year. Um, and, and it's turbulent right now in Denver. Uh, but if they can get through those clouds, guys, uh, and Russell Wilson can turn back into a coachable player. I mean, you have one of the better quarterbacks in the National Football League, right? Uh, and then if they can shore up the offensive line, which, I, you know, Sean Payton's going to do that. Defensively, they're going to be okay. Uh, they're not so much under the radar, but I think they can surprise people this season, though. Sean Payton is no dummy. He knew where to land. Uh, the upside with that defense is monster. If Russell Wilson could turn it around, you will absolutely be right. Mike, great talking to you. Glad you're back from vacation, but, you know, we'll get you back to Maui as soon as we can. <laughs> All right. Sounds good, guys. Mike Pritchard, everybody, at M.I. Pritchard on Twitter. VEASAN's own. We'll come back with uh, VEASAN's own Will Hill on the NBA and College Hoops next. Numbers Game VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. numbers game on vsin the sports betting network if you're looking for a betting edge on the nhl nba or college basketball the vsin experts have got you covered become a vsin pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only nine dollars 99 cents vsin pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by vsin show hosts and guests tools like our betting splits deep dive betting reports vsin betting guides for the biggest games of the season where experts break down brackets best bets and daily props don't miss out on this limited time offer visit vsin.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only nine dollars 99 cents that's vsin.com slash subscribe. Happy March to you, uh, Kelly. Love March. Again, football is king. But once you get to this stretch of sports, these next two months are spectacular. Yeah. March, Matt, first of all, you got Indian Wells. You got the TPC in golf. Tennis is fifth major at Indian Wells. Then you got March Madness. You got the Masters. I mean, all the while NBA down the home stretch. Then, of course, the NFL draft. I mean, it's tremendous, tremendous stretch of sports. And, of course, with, with college basketball, we are in conference tournaments already. They will only ratchet up this week. Will Hill's going to have some thoughts here momentarily. I'm good. You know, Vegas is a great place to be, Kelly. I'm going to the West Coast Conference opener. Pepperdine playing a couple nights from now. Nice. Where's that going to be? The Orleans? I don't even know what arena this year. It would be cooler if you watched it at Pepperdine, but yeah. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> it totally would be. But this be. is a little closer. Uh, so it's like you can go to games, and then I will say this again. My first, This will be my first time saying it this year. Everybody, the construct has been, everybody fills in. Hey, you fill out your brackets. You fill out your brackets. Ah, brackets. So old school. Get it an NCAA survivor pool. That is Nirvana. That is the greatest thing in the world. Um, we all know how NFL Survivor works. 
the beauty of, of NCAA March Madness Survivor is that because it's a bracket format, not only do you have to think about, like you do in the NFL, oh, well, I can't use them again. With a bracket format, you have to figure out how to stay alive with teams throughout. So even if you never lose, if you exhaust your teams, you're done. Right. So it's a multi-dimensional. It's chess is what it is. Like you could get to the final four. And if you're out, you're but out. But if you don't have any of those four teams remaining, right. you're, you're toast. Oh, it's a beautiful that thing. Is I've never done one of those. That's, that your, that's your pro tip of the show, by the way. There you go. Will Hill joins us, everybody. Visa contributor at not the Will Hill on the Twitter machine. What's happening, Will? Gil, what's going on, man? Glad to have you back. I enjoyed your uh, play-by-play of the XFL from that game three <laughs> weeks ago. That was riveting content. So yes. it's great to have you back, man. I'm excited. <laughs> Thank you so much. Appreciate it. You never tell with Will. He's like, I have no, I'm totally messing with him. By the way, Will, are we allowed to uh, say other things that you're doing yet uh, out loud or no? I don't know anything else that I'm doing yet. So, uh, yes, so far, do. it's what just I'm on here with you. Just uh, it's funny you mentioned the survivor pool. I just right before I sat down here, I just got my email. You know, reminder: get your picks in. Oh. We're doing the pool again, so I'm so excited. It's it, going to be fun. I can't wait to donate the money. <laughs> can't wait to donate the money. It is super like very little. I don't know how to express this. Like we've been through this year after year, decade after decade doing these things. NCAA survivor gets me so excited every year. Like it is so all encompassing. I love it. Anyway, we're obviously uh, a couple weeks, less than a couple weeks away from that. Let's talk about the NCAA tonight. We have conference tournaments. We have non-conference tournament games. Where did you land? You know, it's funny before I get to that, you got to give a tutorial on how to navigate those. Cause I did mine for the first time last year. And I exactly what you're saying. You run out of teams. It's like, you know, seeing a curveball for the first time you go to swing at the pitch and, and there's no teams left. It just falls off the table. But, well, um, I mean, I'll, I'll yeah, even say this. I say, I've said this every year. There used to be one. Now I'm, I'm saying things that I've said before. There used to be one that was very large on the East coast. People who were in this will know what I'm talking about. Uh, it was, it was subsequently shut down by the feds, right? Ooh. I didn't run it. I didn't know the people who ran it, but it got so rampant down the Eastern seaboard that literally the way that they did it was brilliant, by the way, where it was, it was automated, it was online, but the, the Thursday that kicked off March Madness, you could keep re-upping all day long till the last games were played. So you could take really aggressive long shot plays, you know, for, for seeds to win, like 13 seed or whatever, and hope to get one of those through so you'd be set up beautifully for the next day. And if you and if it didn't work out, you could keep fill, you could keep giving a hundred bucks or whatever it was at the time. It ended up being close to like a million dollars pot, and the feds finally were like, "We got to shut this down." They they figured it out. So that was like those don't exist anymore. They're they're now you know much more above board ones. Uh, but if you can find one, they're they're beautiful things. Hard to believe we're what, two weeks from tomorrow, the first Thursday of the tournament. Two weeks from now, we will have uh, playing games yes. and, and all that sort of thing. It's hard Amazing. to believe it came so fast. It really did. All right, what do you got tonight? Tonight, I played TCU on the money line against Texas. You were talking about, I forget who you had on yesterday. You, you said outside of these six or seven teams, who's like a sleeper that could yes. win all? To me, TCU's one of them. They just do everything well. Their numbers are a little wonky because they've had so many injuries with Miles out, with Lambkin out. But when they're healthy, uh, they could play transition. They could play half court. They could shoot. To me, I mean, think about it. They, they won by 25 in Kansas when they had their guys uh, a month or so ago, which looks better and better by the day. That's a really good team. So, they're home against Texas, laying a couple points, two, two and a half. I, I played them on the money line. 
And I took Ohio State. I uh, can get a plus one and a half or two. I, I played them on the money line as well at home against Maryland. Uh, Maryland's just been a different team, home versus road. Ohio State, like, this is just the bottom of the market. I was saying that the other day against Illinois, too, where you know, they're getting four and a half at home against Illinois. They, their numbers are horrible. The records are ho- the record's horrible. But they have more talent than they've showed. So I played Ohio State, and I played uh, I played TCU as well. Maryland, uh, my, my buddies over at, uh, at you know, my, my Maryland graduate buddies are going to hate me for this, but they feel fraudulent to me to a degree. Like, they're a really good defensive team. But, like, you know, three-point shooting spree against Northwestern on, on Sunday was just out of nowhere. I just feel like they're one of these teams that doesn't have really – doesn't have great legs moving into uh, – deeper into March. Let's put it that way. I was on with Ben Wilson for three hours on Sunday, and I had Northwestern, and I'm oh. just sitting there. Every time Maryland hits a three, I was like, guess what? Breaking news, Maryland hits another three. They but couldn't miss. Yeah, yeah, couldn't miss. It was absolutely ridiculous. And I had Iowa the day before, which I can't complain because Iowa cover them. But Michigan State, I think, hit 11 of the first 13 uh, from three. Sometimes you're just at the mercy of the three ball. But, yeah, I mean, you can, I feel like you'd say that about 25, 30 of these teams where you wouldn't mm-hmm. be shocked if they're in the Elite Eight. You wouldn't be shocked if, if they lose in round one. It should be just a, an absolute blast. Oh, I, w- I was saying it out loud. The, like the, the the teams that you could make a case for getting to the Sweet 16 this year, like you could get super outlandish about it, and people would have to be like, yeah, I could see that. I could see, you know, that a Team X, Boise State, right, who beat San Diego State last night. They could easily be a Sweet 16 team if they get the right draw. Um, what futures do you have to win it all, by the way? What tickets do you have? I picked off something in Connecticut, uh, Indiana. I just like Creighton. I, I got them at some good numbers. I don't have anything. I don't really see anything uh, right now that's really worth adding, but I just tried to buy low on some of these teams. It's funny you mentioned that Boise State game. Uh, I had Boise State, but I also had the live over, and oh. I went back and looked at the play-by-play. I think San Diego State went five and a half minutes at the end of the game without scoring, and it was in the foul zone. It was a six-point game. I was like, all right, I'll get my only need two or three points. Nobody scored, even Boise. Like, from the last two and a half minutes on, I think there were two points in that game. So uh, that, was a, that was a tough one, but... Yeah. yeah, it's uh look, I, I don't trust San Diego State. I'll say that, too. I don't trust that offense. That To me, it's just it's a lot of fadeaways. I, I know their numbers are outstanding, but I don't trust that San Diego State team at all. So TCU does get your vote for outside of the six teams that the old college basketball formula isolated, which were just a review. Houston, Kansas, Alabama, UCLA, Purdue and UConn. TCU is your if one of those doesn't win the national championship. By the way, it was it was uh, Kai McKeon from Three Man Weave. His answer was Gonzaga, which shocked me. What's yours? Nope. It would be. Nope. Yeah, mine would be TCU. That was a fun okay. answer, though. I do think Gonzaga is coming on a little bit. I mean, that it would be that how would, ironic. That how after ironic. All these year, yeah. years. Yeah. Let me throw the question back at you. Do you have an, a, a team outside of that group that you think could make a run? Uh, well, I would hope it would be Creighton, but I don't really believe it. Yeah. At one point, I would have said that. Kentucky's played well. They yeah. have the talent in like, but I don't know that they can string six of them together. Like there's a lot, like I said, there's a lot of these teams that can string three or four together, but stringing six together, you have to be a really complete team. So. And I totally don't believe in Virginia either, which is another Oof. ticket I have, you know? So well, at least they're fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> at least they're fun to watch. That's right. Oh, so fun. Uh, any NBA tonight? I've been betting, and you were away during the All-Star break, but, boy, DraftKings and FanDuel, it might have been both of them. It was definitely one of them. They did a great job putting out these numbers. You could bet any team to finish any seed, uh, over-under wins, make the playoffs. So I've been betting a lot of Kings to win the division, a lot of Kings to be the three seed. I think you're running out of time for that to be plus money. I see it's down to plus 140. I think it's still playable there. Look, they play their guys that, that are not good very often, so they're taking this opportunity to win every single game. The Suns get Durant back, but I don't think they're going to play him every night. To me, there's just too much 
of a gap. I think they're going to hold on and win that division. And I think Brown's going to be the coach of the year. That's around even money now. But uh, the fact that they missed the playoffs the last 16 years, there's going to be a narrative here, sort of like Brian Dayball with the NFL. I think Brown's going to be the coach of the year. So uh, I like those bets. As far as tonight, I think I took boy, I took an under in the NBA. I took under of the Bucks and the Magic, which should be just a lot of fun to root for. Well, that should be fun to sit through. Yeah. No, we, we brought up, Kelly and I brought up the, uh, the Kings to win the Pacific Division yesterday because it is – the runway is short, right? Like the runway is yeah. short enough, and it's just such a disrespectful number. Um, with a what is it, a three game lead in the division? Like 18, 17, 18 games left for some of these yeah. teams. It's just it's hard to believe. And and Mike Brown, you make a great point. Like, how's that number still sitting out there? That's, yeah. a, I mean, who, if he, if he ain't coach of the year, again, this is the second time I said this on the show. If that ain't a coach of the year, I don't know what a coach of the year is. Will appreciate it. Want to plug something? Uh, Gold Boys Discord, twitch.tv slash Gold Boys Network. See you guys. Appreciate it. Will Hill, everybody, and not the Will Hill. Throwing in the jokes left. Three and, right. and a half. Love it. Three and a half. Plus 140. Coming back. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Numbers game proudly brought to you by BetMGM. In addition to new shows, by the way, here at VSIN, VSIN to kick off new podcasts to give every better the insights, tools, and confidence to make smarter betting decisions. VSIN continues to expand its catalog of popular sports betting podcasts to cover every corner of the sports betting menu. No matter what sports you like to bet or how experienced you are, you'll find a podcast for you. The VEASAN College Basketball Betting Podcast is some of the best college hoops analysis around, breaking down the betting odds, lines, and totals. Host Tim Murray. we got to get Tim on the show. Host three episodes each week with invaluable contributions from alternating co-hosts Matt Humans and Adam Burke. And then the VEASAN Hockey Betting Podcast featuring Danny Burke and NHL betting expert Andy McNeil. They cover all things hockey twice each week. They're all free. They're all available now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Man. Long shots, hardwood handicappers. You're like a professional podcaster now, Kelly. It's a lot. Yeah, we yeah. got a lot going on. But yeah, all the new podcasts, you're right. Tim does a great job with that stuff. Um, I and mean, we've got the Danny Burke and Andy McNeil, fantastic duo doing the hockey uh, one. Yeah. A lot, a lot of great pods going right now. Dynamic so. duo. We, ju- we just got you logged into the website. Big, big, just big g- things are happening. Just got me logged in. <laughs> you have no idea the technological advances we make during this show. We get tweets. That beating the book, always appreciate it. This is from uh, Nash. Last name Nash, he says. Agreed that Survivor March Madness is the way to go for the tournament. It's nice that the person picking mascots can't win and much more strategic enjoyment for sports bettors. I agree. This is from uh, Tide Poker Coca. Oh, I thought the Ron and Mike memories were done. <laughs> was still alive. By far the best NCAA Survivor pool ever. Hashtag RIP Ron and Mike. I personally met the guys who ran the pools. Fortunately, great guys. Oh, yes. The old schoolers listening know what we're talking about. Was the greatest thing ever back in the day. Oh, I promised some uh, non-sports documentary uh, yes, picks, if you will. Yeah. By the way, we're getting Ortega on here to do the Oscars. Let's get Brian Ortega in here. Yeah, of Let's course. Go. Come on. We got, we got, we, I know he's tough to it? book. Two weeks? Oh, uh, I think a week from Sunday. Okay. So a week and a half. Well, then next week, um, get Ortega. I believe that's correct. So th- I don't get a chance to do anything when I'm, when I'm here, right? But on vacation, I got to uh, read Chrissy's book, Adel Fosmu, my brother, available at Andrew Sports. You can just check out his Twitter, get a link, also at Amazon. And then uh, have you seen these Murdoch murders thing? 
No, I have no idea what you're talking about. I've never. You're not gonna be able to bring up that book now with uh, without me thinking about Sean yesterday, our great audio guy, being like, "What was that book? You, he wrote about his brother or something, right?" <laughs> he wrote about his brother. Or something? <laughs> it's not it. It's not. He didn't write about his brother. It's a novel. Um, the Murdoch murders that have. Are you from? You're not familiar with the story at all? No, no. I'm this not. is one of these things that when we're doing the show, we're in football season. Like you see this family, you see it come up on the Chiron when we're watching, like Good Morning America's on, whatever. Oh, the trial of this. So you're aware, like it seeps into your brain that something is going on with some family named Murdoch. But I don't really know the details, and I'm never curious enough to find them. So I sat down and I watched this. Uh, this Netflix docu-series, by docu-series, I mean, there's three episodes of it, mm. but apparently there's this, uh, how can I, uh, how can I describe it? There's this freak family down there in, uh, is it South, South Carolina? Carolina? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, they are sus- suspicious in five murders. What? Yeah. So there's this, there's this kid who died. Well, now, now Marine, one of the, one of the things that pops up right away is that Alex Murdoff stands accused of killing his wife and son. Yeah, well, let me just go through it chronologically, oh, okay, Kelly, okay, before okay. you just... I'm jumping I to mean, the end. Wait, is you going to break into my play-by-play on the XFL also? Jesus. So there's this kid that dies, uh, like on the road somewhere. Um, we find out that he was that he was gay and that he had a that he knew one of the Murdoch kids, and so there's suspicion well after the fact. They finally pieced it together. There was no suspicion for a long time about that murder, but that was the first one chronologically. Then a housekeeper died. Fell, yeah, she fell down the steps kind of thing. All right, yeah, sure, but there was like an, you know. Oh, it's the same family? Oh, yeah, no, it gets okay. better. And then, like, the wife and kid. No, hold on. No, no, I'm not there yet. Then, then a, a, a young lady... Uh, a friend of one of the of the Murdoch kids gets killed because one of the Murdoch kids is like drunk driving this boat and he crashes it and she dies in the in the in the accident. And then the wife and that kid who drove the boat get shot. What? Dude, you get and by the way, it's all in trial now. So anyway, it's the murder it's the Murdoch what is it? Murdoch murders, is it? Is that what they call it? Yeah, the Murdoch murders, a southern scandal. It's on Netflix. They're a freak family. Wow. They controlled the whole town because, like, he was the lawyer and his dad was a lawyer and his grandfather was a lawyer and a judge and whatever. So, like, they and this entire region, they were, like, in the pockets of everybody. It was amazing. It's an amazing story. Okay. Amazing in all the worst ways. I'll have to, I'll have to jot that one down. And the other one is, is sort There's of— There's so many good documentaries, especially on Netflix, but, like, I can't even get, make my way through them all. Well, I don't know if you remember the one that I said, you know, like a year ago with three identical strangers. That that one is unbelievable. That's a true story. Okay, I remember I yeah. saw, I, I started watching, never finished. Oh, dude, you got to watch it. It's great. But the other one we stumbled on, uh, fashion stylist Deborah Song and I stumbled on, it's called Volcano. It's like an hour and a half, just one little 90-minute documentary. It's about this group of people who wanted to go on, you know, they found this trip, the adventurous trip to the most active volcano on planet Earth, and it's in New Zealand. Okay. And they just happened to pick the day where the volcano went crazy. What? Dude, it is, like, it's the worst luck of any human beings. Well, on the one hand, some people would say, well, I would never go to the, you know, most active volcano on Earth and, and take that chance. Yeah, but people do that stuff all the time. They do it yeah, all the yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. They just happened to do it on the day where the thing erupted. And it's just, it destroyed their lives. It's a whole thing. It's, a, it's just, these documentaries are riveting. Anyway, that, I finally got a chance to watch some of these. And it was incredible. That is wild. Do you ever, do you ever uh, are you a murder mystery, like, podcast guy? No, I'm not a true crime guy. A true crime guy. That's yeah. Right. I, 
Me, me either. I was just asking it because I feel like it's like I feel like as of you know, dude. My girl, I wanted to say now, but probably more like two years ago, it was like the most popular oh, thing on the planet. My girl is so obsessed with true crime. I don't that, get that. That stuff. everything that I do, she then wraps in a context of, "Am I? <laughs> is he going to kill me?" Right? Everything this is that what I I'm do. Talking about people oh, are I, thinking about this crap. Too I much saw now. this on a true crime documentary. Where you, how you ordered those eggs. Right, like everything becomes true. That's all I started thinking about when you were talking about the Murdoch things. I'm like, this is people listen to these things too much, and then they're like, start thinking about. It's like, well, I'm afraid. I love Kevin to death over here, but he he brings up Dexter way too often. Kevin Kev loves Dexter way too much. He brings up Dexter. It's like red flag all over the place. What are you trying to say, Kev? (laughs) He wants to be Dexter. He loves Dexter. Loves the conceit of it. All right, uh, I asked Will about which uh, college basketball futures he has. Do you have any? I do not have a single one, Gil. You have two. Right? And I hate both. Virgi- you hate both. Well, they're not particularly great numbers either. I have Virginia 30 to 1, and I have Creighton 40 to 1. Or maybe reversed. I think it's that. Oh, there it is. Virginia 30 to 1, Creighton 40 to 1. And, you know, I don't really believe in either of those. Um, so I don't even know. It's, by the way, college basketball is not necessarily a sport that I have futures in on a yearly basis going. But it is a sport where deep into the season, as late as now, you can still get pretty good numbers on it. And especially in a year where, the, where it's as wide open as, you know, even the experts will tell you, it's as wide open as it's ever been. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I'm with you usually every year. If I, if I have stuff, Gil, it's not till later. And I never feel like that's a bad thing. Right. I never feel like I'm missing out on anything. Um, and, and honestly, just, you know, in the futures market of to win, you know, to win the whole thing. I I find that a difficult market for me to want to bet too much in just because it's... Even though, may I just say? I'm yeah, not, yeah. Even though, like, the six teams isolated in the formula, Houston's plus 650. By the way, shop around. These are draft games. Kansas is plus 850. Bama's 9-1. to one, Purdue's 12-1. to one, UCLA's 12-1. to one, And UConn's 20-1. to one. Nothing wrong with having a UCLA 12 to 1 so, ticket in pocket. Absolutely. Yeah. What I was going to say is usually what I'll do is it's closer to the tournament. But I do think the tournament is it's why do we love it so much? Because there's chaos. Crap it's shoot. tough to get through. Crap right? shoot. Um, the, I, the, you know, this is not going to surprise you. The teams that I usually always bet, end up betting every year are always the whatever NBA draft prospect I'm like looking at who I'm like, this guy's incredible. He's by far the best player on the court. So I'm going to bet on this team. And that's just not how college basketball works. Um, But you know, for that reason, like if I had to make a bet right now, it would be on Alabama. Like, I I mean, this is, you know, let's take away all the off the court stuff. What, uh, what Brandon Miller does on the court. I think that kid is absolutely incredible. And the rest of that team um, is pretty special. So nine to one, I don't know. I think it's a little too short for, uh, for my comfort, but I hear you. I think there's a lot of these, a lot of these teams, you know, that you've broken down very well with your formula that could make sense to bet right now. I think the like to make. I like the to make the final four market. So I was going to say. So to yeah. make the final four, those will obviously proliferate as we get closer and closer, and then once the draw is established for March Madness, a little less than a week, a little less than two weeks from now, and then the other one I keep bringing up, NIT. There's going to be books that put out an NIT market as well. If they're out there beforehand, I haven't looked enough, but if you can get ahead of, because that's also multidimensional, figure out who's going to miss the big dance, but will be incentivized enough to win the NIT. So there's other ways to bet college yes. basketball and moving forward that are super creative, much more creative than just, you know, to win it all. Because NIT, a little bit like bowl games you can look at, right? Where there are that's teams right. that end up there that have no interest in being there. And you can get juicy prices on those as well. 
Anything that involves like two levels of thinking, I'm all about. Um, always a fun market to bet. Even now, this deep in. We'll come back. Nia, or I should say Sia Najad, pardon me, Sia Najad to talk NFL and golf with us next. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
a numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashing the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts. Properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer all promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Skill Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. It's happening party, people. Uh, let's bring in Sia Najad because we have uh, we have a draft to get to here that Kelly Sia and I are going to do. Sia, who uh, has added Sportsline to his uh, resume, also co-host of the First Cut podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at Sia Najad. That's S-I-A-N-E-J-A-D. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, and I got to say, by the way, the true crime stuff, I don't really get that either. It's just not for me, but it <sighs> seems like it's for everybody else. But to actually answer your question, Gil, Doing well. As you know, me and Kelly are on a kind of a nice little run here yeah, in golf. Yes, I do know this. And uh, you actually, when it comes to first round leaders, have had this, may I call it, ridiculous run of how many have you hit now over the last year and change? Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll contextualize it this way. Around this time of year was when I went six for 12. When in, in a 12-week span, I hit six <laughs> first round leaders. It's ridiculous. It's, it's absurd. It, yeah. Ridiculous is a good word. Yeah. I'll go with absurd. Uh, but but the reality is, it's this time of year again, obviously, 2023. And now I've hit two in a row going for three. Listen, I told you, Gil, I, I'm infamous on this show for telling you, yeah. I don't want to be the first round leader guy. No. But here I am <laughs> hitting right. two in a row going for three in a row. Yeah, I would introduce him that way every time. The first round leader guy, <laughs> Sia Najad. I think Sia thinks the same way I am, where it's kind of, they're kind of like the, you know, Gil, we talk about this all the time with first quarter, first half betting, right? It's like you, in my opinion, opinion you want to bet I, I like betting games because I like my handicap to play out through the entire course of a game if you're just limiting yourself to the first round it's kind of like betting a first quarter so I don't do that very often but once you start hitting them it's kind of like well okay this maybe it's something I should keep doing so it's, uh, you, you kind of fall into that into that uh into that uh run right so, yeah. so uh, well, exactly ahead. yeah go ahead no, it's true. So it's one of those things where, you know, I do some shows where at the end of the show, it's kind of a bit where we were like, hey, you, you want to put all your money on this first round leader. The reason it's a bit is because it's ridiculous to put any sort of units or legitimate units on a first round leader bet. But what's funny is that the bit has become kind of not a bit. It's like a bit about a bit at this point because they're hitting now. So now people are like, well, is it a bit? Should I put like a full unit on this? And, and of course, the answer coming from me is always going to be no because I want to have the full handicap too. I want to get my money in in the head-to-head -head market more than I do, of course, the first-round leader market or the outright market for that matter. But when they hit, boy, is it fun because it bankrolls you for a while. Oh, it sure does. Just if, for example, we chopped on we, – we had different guys two weeks ago. You had Joseph Bramlett last week, right, Sia? Yes. Okay, so we – Gil, we both had Joseph Bramlett, okay? Chop's first-round leader ends up finishing even par T55 for the tournament. Like, it, it's – Where's that handicap? It worked out for one round, and it paid us off, but then the guy disappears. Well, could you briefly explain, so for, to, the, to the audience then, what is at play 
generally when you're picking your first round leader? Is it someone who comes up, you know, as far as the tournament as a whole, comes up pretty favorably, but has a certain ability to have low rounds that you then just take a flyer on him for the first round? Yes, that's right. But you can flip that around a little bit too. Like Joseph Bramlett, in my opinion, and I, I did have like a very small play on an outright for him, but the reality was he wasn't going to, most likely he wasn't going to win that tournament last week because especially with the putter with him, it's going to go flat at some point. And actually day three, I think he missed like three, six footers in a row and, and ended up bogeying three in a row. The point I'm making here is he can have a spike round specifically with the putter and with the ball striking for one round. Do I expect it with Joseph Bramlett at 60 to one for a full four rounds? The answer is no, which is why sometimes you'll get Bramlett in the outright market, let's say at 60 to one, and you'll also get him in the first round market around that number. And that's where I find the value because again, I don't like, if those odds are going to be similar, I'm going to take him in the first round every time because I don't expect him to do it for four rounds. But what I've seen in the past with Joseph, Joseph Bramlett specifically, if we want to focus on him, the ball striking, especially recent form-wise, it's been absolutely great. And we know he's bad with the putter, but anybody can get hot with the putter at any given moment. All right, we're going to do, before we get into your full tournament, Arnold Palmer Invitational Thoughts, Thea. Um, let's do our first round leader draft real quick, Kelly. Let's do it. Yeah, we're going to do, so how we're going to do this is three each. Yeah. Okay. Gil's going to start us off. Then we're going to go to Sia. Then we'll go to myself. We'll go around three times. All right. You, you have access to the, uh, to the numbers here, Kelly, the odds. So I'll just give you who I want first. Ready? Max yeah. Homa. Max Homa, 25 to one for Gil. Very solid. Who's is it my turn? Sia, you're up. Yep. All right. I'm going to go with Will Zalatoris, 33 to one. Okay, I'm gonna go with Victor Hovland, forty to one. Tommy Fleetwood. And by the way, Will Will Zalatoris was thirty to one. Forgive me on that. And you stole Kelly. You stole one of my guys. So I'm gonna <laughs> go. I'm gonna go down to Jason Day at forty to one. Forty to one there. Okay, I'm going to go with wherever my good friend Gary Woodland is at in this market, <laughs> 75 to 1, Gary Woodland. Hmm, interesting. Did you get my uh, Fleetwood in? Fleetwood, 70 to 1. Yep, okay. got uh, My third one, I'm going to go with Tom Kim. Ooh, I like that. Interesting. All right, so real quick question. I could go hero ball here with a 100-to-1 shot or another 40-to-1 shot. Is there any reason for me to go one way or the other, Kelly? Doesn't I would say do – well, if you bet either one, you go with whatever one you want. Do one of the ones you bet, though. So yeah. we, get, we give the listeners one of your bets. Well, I bet both of these. So I'm go. going to go with Cameron Young at – I believe he's 40-to-1. Yeah. Cameron Young. Okay, I might give – I'm going to give out the longer one. Maybe it's the one you were talking about, but I'm on, and I think I saw you're on as well. Wyndham Clark. Yes. Uh, that's who I will that's go with one. as a bomb. I, have a, I will have a piece of him first-round leader as well. There's all of Sia's first-round leader bets. All right. First-round leader expert, Sia Dejan. <laughs> this is the worst oh, thing worst thing he could be, could be known as. All right, what are your <laughs> other thoughts on this tournament as a whole beyond that? Yeah, you have my first round leader card right there. Um, outright card, you mentioned Max Home. I, I do like him at, at plus 2,000. I'm, I'm not sure where he he is on this board here, but Max Home at plus 2,000, Victor Hovland at plus 3,000, Terrell Hatton at plus 3,500, um, and uh, Ricky Fowler at plus 7,500. A real quick note on, on these guys. I think Max Homa can kind of win anywhere. And in three out of the last four tournaments he's played, he's finished first, second, and third Hovland is really tracking well in, from, an, from a ball striking standpoint. But what I will say about him is if you're worried about around the green game play, which you should be at this course, he's gained 
three out of the four times that he's played here and quite significantly around the green. So not as big of a worry for me there. Love the ball striking. Hatton, the game's really coming around. Love that. And Ricky Fowler, speaking of game coming around, he's been really good here too at Bay Hill. The last two years, he hasn't been good. But interestingly, the, it's the ball striking that's been great and the putter that's failed him the last two years at Bay Hill. While the putter is really coming around for Ricky Fowler, he's gained in six of his last eight measured events. It's really seven of nine because the unmeasured event there was the Zozo where he finished T2. All right. Uh, last couple minutes here. NFL draft. How do you see this going at the top right now? If the draft were held today, let's play this game two months out. If it were held today, what do you think happens at the very top? What quarterback gets picked and by whom? I think the Bears, well, this, is, this is a tough spot. I think the Bears end up taking uh, Bryce Young and the, they trade Justin Fields. Oh, wow. All right. So we've gotten, we've gotten the Drew Dinsick. They should do both trade out and trade Justin Fields. And now Sia goes trade Justin Fields, draft Bryce Young. Wow. Okay. Drew's call is really interesting. I just don't think that they, I don't think any I don't think management team yeah. has the guts to do that. I don't, yeah, I don't think they have a, a, the, that's right. They don't have the stomach to, to make a two year plan at this point mm -hmm. in that kind of way. When you just drafted Justin Fitz, who by the way, had a fifth place MVP vote. I should just point that out just to be thorough. It's <laughs> uh, just, just for the sake of thoroughness. Um, do you have any masters bets in pocket yet? Oh, good question. The answer to that is is no. But I will say this, speaking of futures, um, Golden State Warriors in the NBA, and I, yes. I, I like the UCLA call. By the way, Golden State on DraftKings uh, was plus 1,900 literally four days ago. I pointed it out, it out on SiriusXM. It's now down to plus 1,400 to win the championship. I still think that's good, but it's interesting how that number has crashed. Yes, because let me just, everybody lean in for this. Because they're the Golden State Warriors, and that's they're right. a dynasty. Goodness. Make that a betting tip of the day also, Kelly. See you. Always great to see you. Uh, always great to see Santana Moss, one of the all-time very goods behind you as well. Let's uh, Good luck on this tournament. I hope I uh, crush both of you in the first-round leader draft. Here we go. Not going to happen, Gil. Not going to happen. <laughs> Probably not. I'm dealing with the experts. At Sia Najat. Thank you, Sia. Appreciate it very much. Uh, doing his thing for Sportsline these days as yeah. well. How about yeah. Sia? He sure knows. He sure knows what's to, what to say to keep getting invites back. You know, Warriors I like the Warriors. Kill. He goes Warriors. He goes UCLA. <laughs> That's my guy. He's got Santana Moss over his shoulder. We've done all we can do. The Lombardi line is next. Enjoy with Stormy Bonatoni from Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.